Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Bondon, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hey, you uh, actually introduced us this time. I mean, if I get called out, I get criticism, I'm going to take that to heart, because I want to be the best podcast host that I can be. Well, so, just know that it's constructive criticism. No, I know. That's, that's why I took it. Okay, I'm not great. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to podcast, man. So am I. I feel like it's been a while since we did the last one, even though it was only a week ago. I felt the same way thinking about this episode, too. It seemed like a while since we put out an episode. Yeah, it really has. It hasn't. But a lot's changed since then. We got a new logo. We do. We yeah, do. Yeah, sexy new logo. If any of you have downloaded or or subscribed, you will notice the the fresh new logo, designed by. Special thanks to Heather Foster of Keen Orange Design. She works wonders over there. So go uh, go check her out for all your your logo advertising needs. Love that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually cut off as I was introducing. Oh, I'm our sorry. Other co-host. I'm sorry. Who I, I think wants some recognition, and that would be Addison Elko. What's going on? That's all i got to say. Thank you for the introduction. How's your week Anytime. going? Is your week going good? Yeah, it's alright. I'm a little sick, but you got a podcast. You do. you got to do what you got to do. That being said, <coughs> let's take a look at the upcoming episode. It should be about 45 minutes uh, to 60 minutes. I know we've been going a little bit longer than an hour. We'll try to keep that a little more brief for you, because you know an hour is like a perfect commute time. You don't want to go over that. You don't want to go under that. You want that exact podcast nirvana. Door to door, our voices. Can't ask for much more than that. I love it. So, uh, we'll start with some NFL news. <coughs> um, some of the things that have happened around the league. Some signings, some injuries, things of that nature. We'll go into some, no trades this week, but there's been some interesting bets. And we want to talk about them to see what side you take, what side we take. We'll go into team profiles. This week we'll be doing our very own... Mortal Kombat, Addison Elko, mm-hmm. followed by Michael Trainer, Team Triforce. And then, finally, the moment I think everyone on the podcast <laughs> has been waiting for, the first-round mock draft. Do I want it to be a three-round mock draft? Of course you do. Kind of. But you know what? <laughs> Take what you can get here. And then we'll end with power rankings, six through one. And lastly, our, our very own ADP game. I'm going to call it Would You Rather? Right okay. now? Okay. I, I don't hate that. I think I'm going to call it Would You Rather on the spot. And uh, we'll have a couple of ADP very, very similar to see who we like better, who would you go with in a startup draft. Sounds so, like fun. I, I love it. Let's dive right in. Uh, no real big quarterback this news this week um, as of right now. I mean, if something's happening currently and Schefter just tweeted it out, don't come at me. Um, <laughs> but the first one I want to talk about is Marshawn Lynch. Obviously a huge, huge opportunity for him, if he comes out of retirement and goes to Oakland, would be pretty fantastic. I, I absolutely would love that landing spot. They're a win-now team, and he's a clearly a win-now player. Uh, has a year off, is extremely productive, extremely powerful, brute force running back with speed. Uh, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that with a running back with a perfect offensive line and perfect receiving weapons. So it seems like a match made in heaven for me. Chad? Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, he's still he's still relatively young. He still has some tread on those tires. Um, and I, I believe I read that he's actually from the Oakland area and has a foundation there. So it, it just all kind of seems to make sense for him to go there. From a fantasy perspective, um, as a DeAndre Washington owner, it kind of sucks. But I didn't see DeAndre Washington as a, as a three-down back anyway. So if he plays the, the third-down complimentary pass-catching role, I mean, he's going to have competition with Jalen Richard. But... Yeah, I mean, I think I th- I can just see him in an Oakland jersey for some reason. I really can. Yeah, I feel like last year there was also like he was like in equipment at some Seahawks like uh, charity foundation, and people started thinking he might come back. And you feel like he was always the type of player that you assumed could come back at some point out of retirement. Um, I think I mean I get the Oakland situation is really ideal. We've gone over different running backs like Peterson maybe going to Oakland as well. I'm just. Surprise! I didn't know about the Oakland where he lived that, but he said that it's pretty much boomer bust for Oakland, and I'm I'm curious if another team dangled an offer at him that was just as ideal, maybe not for a line, but just as good as like a playoff contender if he would still come back. So that's to be seen because I think his agent said he misses football as well. So if you miss football, are you really going to be that? You know, I only want to play for one team where I'm not coming back. We'll see. Um, and then for fantasy, I think if he does go to Oakland, you know, what would they do in the draft? But um, I think that could really shake up our rookie draft for sure. I, you know, a win-now team could take a stab at him 
with a first round pick or an early second for sure if they know if you think you're going to get pretty good production out of him i think that can really change up our own mock draft that we're releasing today if he does get signed there and for me i'd be bummed because i want peterson to go there and still has yet to be signed and no real strong rumors anywhere so i mean i would absolutely take him at 18 if he falls to me and i'm in no position to take a win now player and i think that's a a great fit especially in, in oakland it's true what you said about their O line too. That their O line's great. Yeah. It's arguably like competitive with the with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, he could he could have a huge year last year if he comes back or next year if he comes back. I agree. Let's move on to the next running back, Latavius Murray, rumored to go to or actually no officially signed with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that signing? I I personally. I'm up in the air about it. I, I don't like Latavius Murray as much as maybe some other people. I mean, I still remember. I think everyone remembers exactly where they were watching Latavius Murray that first game where he had, what, four carries for like 130 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absurd. Just yeah. explosion, powerful running back. He, he looked great. Just after that, he, he seems like he's been significantly less efficient, even in a, in a great situation in Oakland. So I don't know how excited I am for that. I still think... The Vikings take a running back. They have actually recently been linked to Joe Mixon. Um, really, they've been talking about how much how much that coach loves Joe Mixon. So I don't know. I'm I'm not as high in the situation. I mean, he's still a great talent. He's still probably going to be the number one running back for at least the first couple of weeks. But I I don't know if he's someone I'm going to buy. So you think McKinnon ultimately takes over the role by midway through the year, or it's their whoever they draft if they, if they draft somebody? I think whoever they draft. I, I don't like McKinnon as, as a number one back either. Yeah, I, mean, I still no. think he's more of a compliment, which I think he's a great compliment because of how athletic he is. He can catch the ball. Yeah. I just don't see him as a number one running back. I agree. I'm not high on Latavius either. Like you said, he averaged like, what, like three point, I think it was less than 3.5 yards per carry last year with that old line that we just talked about. So, um, I, I don't know. I, Minnesota, it just seems kind of like a weird fit for me for him. But I mean, maybe he'll he'll have a bounce back year this year. I mean, yeah, knows? change of scenery can do a lot for some people. But we discussed. I mean, right before we went on, uh, came out today or earlier today that he's going to have to have ankle surgery. So the Vikings knew that before they signed him. You know, he he got his physical clear, and obviously that you know if they didn't know that they wouldn't have signed him. You got. I mean, I wonder if that played into effect of his play last year. I mean, was he was he playing through some kind of lingering ankle? Not maybe not to the point where he needed surgery, but just discomfort. Couldn't be as explosive as he could be. You know, when did that injury actually happen? I don't know the details about that yet, but maybe he gets a surgery and he comes back to what we saw him when we fell in love with him. So, question right now: What would you give for Latavius Murray? Is it a first? Late, late first, early second. I would say early second. I wouldn't. Yeah, give, I'm in the second round. I wouldn't give twelve for him. And I want to give thirteen. I, I would pro- I, I would debate giving thirteen. I mean, I would wait until after draft. I would I would it would depend on who exactly they draft. Oh yeah, yeah. But right now, yeah. I mean, you can't use that cop out. You get at me all the time yeah. for saying. I'm that. gonna cop out all I want. <laughs> I'm the host. I can do this. Um, all right. Right now, then maybe fourteen, fifteen. I would probably give. Yes, it's a fair, it's a fair evaluation. Yeah, I'm thinking higher. I'm thinking like mid to late second, but I'm just not as high on Latavius Murray. I agree. That's fine. Now that we've done running backs, let's check out the the one wide receiver we have news on this week, um, and that's Kamar Aiken. Kamar Aiken is a sneaky good football player. He was he was sneaky good in Baltimore. He was a relatively consistent wide receiver three for fantasy purposes. He he put up number. You could you could rely on him in your flex spot, which you need that to win championships. You can't win championships without a reliable flex. Mm-hmm. You really can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I actually really like the landing spot with him in Indianapolis. I think he's going to come and immediately compete for targets with the whole lot of them. Um, I think he's a, not a similar player to Dante Moncrief, but I think he can do somewhat similar things. I think T.Y. Hilton's your, your speedster, clear number one guy. And then you have have Aiken, you have Dorsett, you have Moncrief, all competing for those other scrap targets, not to mention... Um, Jack Doyle, if Josh Ferguson ever figures out how to play football coming out of the backfield. <laughs> There's a lot of competition for targets, but I, I like Kamar Aiken to come out with a decent share next year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his... I don't know if he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I doubt it. He's going to be a guy that's kind of, you know, running across the middle patterns and, and things like that. Moving the chains. Yeah, moving the chains guy. But um, 
Yeah, I kind of like the signing too. I think I think he will, he might go in the draft. Does is he owned? I'm not sure. I don't think he is owned. I don't think he is owned either. I want to say no as well. Yeah, I don't think he's owned. But like a, a fourth or fifth round round uh, pick for him, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. can see that happening. Yeah, I agree. I think he'll compete for the wide receiver three. I'm looking at his last three years. So he had one, you know, pr- pretty good year with Baltimore in 2015. Almost had a thousand yards and five touchdowns. Oh, really? So maybe you can shed light to this on me because I, you know, I don't watch, you know, a lot of Ravens games. You know, I just see what the box score shows me a lot of times if it's not a red zone. But he played 16 games all last year and only managed 328 yards and one touchdown. Like, it, what well, happened to him last year? I, I mean, I know they used Mike Wallace a decent amount last year. Steve Smith Steve was Smith there. So it was just a depth chart year. thing? Or yeah, just got bumped at, at down? that point, it was... So, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. in a good... You know, he's got a really good quarterback thrown to him now. He's in a... You know, you know they, they work in gore, but I would say a pass-heavy offense, so... You know, maybe if he gets in the good graces of luck and he ends up being that wide receiver three, maybe he can bounce back to what he was in 2015. And if that's the case, then yeah, you're happy to get him in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, he's a really interesting player uh, next year, I think. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, lastly, let's wrap up with... We'll, we'll go with our two tight ends that are had a recent signing or have been in talks for a recent signing. The first is uh, another Oakland Raider, Jared Cook. Um, making the move to Oakland... I mean, he, he's a serviceable tight end. He can play the position. Um, there, there's nothing wrong with him. He's he's not going to be your tight end one unless well, you're he was struggling mine last for year. That might be why you're taking the SAT. That's why I finished last, last year. That might be why you're taking the SAT. I mean, but he's, he's definitely a serviceable tight end. I, I think he will be the number one tight end for now unless they bring somebody else in. I mean, we know it's a deep tight end class. So it's very possible they draft someone, and and my boy from Miami last year is not exactly the ideal tight end. <laughs> he's he's been struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Clive Walford, that being, I mean, you love Clive. I love Clive Walford. I have such a soft spot for Clive Walford because he was so good at Miami. He was so clutch. He always seemed to come up with that first down when they needed it. He was always open, reliable hands, could block. Yeah, and he's really just. A blocking tight end in Oakland. He they don't. Really, I don't know but, if they're not giving him a chance. He shows flashes of like being pretty good though. He does. He, honestly, he, he made he made some good catches. I just I, I don't know what it is, but that soft <laughs> spot will never go away. He's one of those guys. Yeah. I, I love Claude Wolford. So let me ask you this: When you say serviceable, do you mean in an NFL perspective or in a fantasy 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 perspective? I have to disagree with you there Why? because he is so up and down. Jared Cook had see had games last year where he would score like a touchdown and like. 70 yards, and then his next game would be like two catches for 20 yards. Well, that's what I mean. Serviceable as a tight end, too. That's why I was trying as to a tight end two? Not, not your tight end one. Oh, yeah, not a tight he's end a, one. He's a serviceable he, roster filler. He's he, not He's not waiver wire fodder. Someone will own him if they need a tight end, if, if you have like a Gronk. I don't know. He could I, get hurt. I think I disagree with that, too. Really? With all the tight ends in this class and all the free agent tight ends, I don't know if he's owned. Yeah. Like, Dwayne Allen wasn't owned at the end of last year. I picked him up. That's a fair point. Yeah, so. the last two years he hasn't really done much. I mean, you can argue maybe there was just too many targets in Green Bay, and that the, his you know his role wasn't to be the predominant you know red zone guy, yardage guy, just you know be a blocking tight end who occasionally goes for his routes. Not to mention Richard Rodgers was there too last year. Yeah, so does his you know role change in Oakland? Uh, you know, I don't know. I they have enough. You know, they have two good wide receivers to throw to a lot. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not going for him. I don't think he if he's not. Owned right now. I don't think he gets drafted, and unless I'm in some dire bye week injury needs, I'm not looking at Jared Cook. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to trade for pick 69 and and take him just to prove it wrong. Okay. Well, you're also the guy that would use pick 29 on Cordero Patterson. So when I win the championship next year, <laughs> we'll see who's laughing. Um, and then last news, I, I honestly just wanted to bring this up because this guy's sister is is gorgeous, um, and that's Michael Rivera. <laughs> Moving from, well, rumored to move from Oakland to Jacksonville. Or or is it official? No, they signed him. Yeah, so officially signed over in Jacksonville. He's not really the most relevant tight end. He will be waiver wire fodder. Yeah. But yeah. his sister is absolutely nothing but bell cow startable every week. <laughs> possibly going to win you the in championship. In the Fantasy Smoke Show League? And of course, in, in fantasy smoke show league, she's, she's going. She's going first round. She's going. I don't know about first round, 
But in a startup, though, <laughs> you gotta take it can her. be a third-round pick. It can be All a fourth-round right. pick, and that's that's Naya Rivera. So something to keep in mind as well if you're in a fantasy smoke show league. And that's our take on Rivera. Sorry, I'm uh, Googling his sister. One second. This, this is me <laughs> typing. This is the sounds. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Um, to the bets category. Now that we, we didn't... We've actually had a lull in trade. I, th- I think it's honestly where... We love fantasy leagues, and we're in quite a few other ones. So baseball has started to pick up with with spring ball. Um, not to mention basketball is in the middle of the playoffs. Uh, we had our draft lottery, so there's been a lot of other things going on. Um, so trades haven't been as pre- uh, prominent. Just takes a few, and then everyone gets the itch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely! I kind of have the itch now talking about it. <laughs> but some bets that have happened that we're interested to get your take on: Fanulari and Itzler. Bet fifty bucks that Terrell Pryor has over one thousand yards this year in Washington. So Fam took the over, it's or took the under. Yes, just to be just to clear up the bet. It's a very interesting take because I I see the argument from both sides because I can absolutely see TP. I I, I think he's going to go over just to to state my case. I do think he's over a thousand yards, but I can see that argument where he has something like nine hundred and twenty yards and five TDs. I can absolutely sure. see that with sure. Jamison Crowder, Josh Doskin actually emerging. Maybe they draft the receiver. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, any of those. I, I can see both sides. That being said, he's too athletic and he's come too far for him not to reach that plateau with a better offense, a better quarterback. I, I think he goes over the 1,000 yards. I 100% agree. I, I'm huge on the TP ship, train, whatever you want to call it. Um, I love Terrell Pryor. I think he's going to easily go over a thousand yards in Washington. Look, I mean, just look at his quarterback upgrade. Like you know, that was going to be my main case. Like you get, you get over a thousand for the Browns. I don't care where you go. He was really the only target there with Corey Coleman hurt for what five games, six games. He was out when he broke care. his hand. He yeah, showed I don't think it matters. You you could argue he's the only guy on on the. T- I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I, I agree with you, but devil's advocate. You can argue we just look at the Lane Kiffin offenses. Everyone's exploded. Nelson Aguilar has a million yards receiving at USC. If you if you scheme an offense around a guy, they're gonna produce. Well, we looked it up. I mean, this doesn't really have to do with target share, but the Redskins threw like 37 more times than the, all the Browns quarterbacks combined. Sorry, Kirk Cousins, I should say. I don't know if that's saying much. <laughs> but, I mean, he's he's the clear number one in Washington. So, yeah. I mean, I just don't see him being under 1,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, barring injury, of course. I agree. And just for fun, because you were talking about that, because I, you know, I, we would look up Terrell Pryor's stats or whatever. I don't remember him getting, like, peppered. I mean, he would, you know, there was, he had a lot of games where he was over 10 targets, but I just pulled up a quick list. You just eyeing it. He looks to be, like, 15th on the list of targets, so... You know, you can make the argument he's the only wide receiver there, but there were still a bunch of others on a bunch of other teams that were even getting hit more than he was and had other, you know, wide receivers to compliment them. So I don't think going somewhere else where he's not necessarily the literally only number one changes that much. It, I just think the upgrade, I think you need a, someone, I think someone else having being there helps you. You're not going to get like the swarm double team. Every, just, I think it frees up more. We talked about that last episode with, Djax going to Evans, we thought that was an upgrade for Evans because it would free up more one-on-one coverage for him. So I think the same could be said for Pryor, that he gets an actual functioning offense with a good wide receiver two and three, potentially, and a tight end, and you know whatever they do at running back, that I'm saying over too. I think we're all taking the over. I'm taking the over. Itzler, man. Best of luck to you, buddy. <laughs> uh, next bet. He's going to watch him get like 9.99 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, Chad, uh, Chad bets Muller that Terrell Pryor has more yards in 2017 than Alshon Jeffrey. This was a heated argument in the chat. I this, remember this, this was heated. a very heated argument. Chad, I, I, you want to lead this one because you were you were involved in the bet. Well, we said in episode two, I think it was, out of TP Cooks and Alshon, who would you take one, two, three? And I picked Alshon last. Because I'm not that high in Alshon, to be honest. He's always hurt. He's going to an offense that could be good. We don't really know. Carson Wentz had a good start to last year. Fizzled off off in the end. Will he progress this year? Probably. But there's also a lot of mouths to feed in Philadelphia. So I just, I think that TP will have more. I just do. So I thought twenty dollars was 
a bet. I was on the side of of you in this group chat of you know, it was it was fun to see a little like you know rank one two three transpire into that in the group chat and turn into to, to cash being wagered. But um, I agree with you. I I didn't think. I think it'll be close. I'm not saying Alshon won't have a great year, and if I'm taking TP to go over a thousand, then I'm taking Alshon to go over, you know, a thousand as well. Unless I, you know, I'm not predicting a thousand to nine hundred. I think they both go over a thousand. Just Alshon. I mean, their TP goes more than Alshon. I agree with you. I think it's fair to, you know, be skeptical of, you know, a sophomore QB. You know, people have had a, over a year to, you know, study him. Had an all off season. Sophomore slump. Sophomore slumps happen. Um, and I just like, you know, Terrell Pryor going to a better system that we just said. And Alshon last two years has been dinged up. So I think the big question mark of, you know, if Alshon stays healthy for 16 games, I think he win. I think he goes over Terrell Pryor. So I think the biggest question mark for me is his health, and I'm willing to bet on him getting hurt than staying than playing 16 games. I'm I'm gonna take the opposite. I mean, I, I proclaimed it last week. I I like Alshon Jeffrey a yeah. lot. I would I would. No, well, that's the community's that. opinion. The community also loves Alshon more too. I'm I'm on the side of the community here. Usually, I stray from that opinion uh, via Cordell Patterson, but <laughs> I, I I think Alshon does does very well in Philadelphia. I I don't think Carson Wentz regresses. I think he takes a step forward. Um, I agree with you. Then. He has a year to to learn the offense, kind of improve. The majority of the team is staying consistent. You still have the same head coach, unlike Cleveland, who changes it every year. Um, I, I, I love Alshon there, clear-cut number one. I think not only that, but when you go to a new situation, a lot of times, even when you get a new job, you're more refreshed and ready to go. I think Motivated. he was just super stale in Chicago, where the team wasn't winning. Yeah. I think you move to a team where he has a chance, has a chance to go to the playoffs. You take better care of yourself. You work harder. You make the same argument for prior. Absolutely. You absolutely can. But in this case, I'm going Alshon. I mean, technically, it's Terrell Pryor's third year's receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, you're a fan of the third-year breakout. Hmm. I mean, he read, he had a breakout last year. He it was a second-year breakout. So you're saying you're maybe, going further. Maybe you'll look back and be like, that was nothing. You see what this maybe third year? T- I hope so. But 2K? He's also, <laughs> he's also, what, 30 years old? That's... Where people start to digress Prior? for a wide receiver, yeah. He's like 27, 28. Is he 20, yeah. Isn't he 30? He's not 30. I don't think so. Well, I, think, I think him and Alshon are They're like similar the same age. in age. Yeah, I got burned on that in, in the group chat because I thought Pryor was like super young. Okay, so he's 27 he's going on 28. He's not super old. Yeah. I thought he was older than that. No. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah, very, very well, I thought Pryor was the focal point of this whole thing. Very, you know, do people believe in what he did for one year will sustain I think we should just name the episode, episode four, Terrell Pryor. <laughs> That's it. But I think, going back to your point, Ad, I think it does really all make the difference. The difference will be injury. Yeah. And TP's, or sorry, uh, Alshon's way more prone to injury, so. Yeah. I think it's a legitimate reason to bet against him. All right, so I got, I have the title. Terrell Pryor. Flyer or Fryer? Yeah. All right, that's all been right. Uh, episode uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to some team profiles here. Woo! So we're going through two teams today. Addison, since we are talking about your team, would you would you like to take over? I would love or? to go over my team. So a great the, team. The floor is yours. So a quarterback, as my name states, is my team's name, Bortle Combat. So my QB is Blake Bortles, who last year didn't do well. On the football field, still was a QB1 in fantasy. So, say what you want on on the field. I don't think he's getting benched. A little worried, but I don't think he's getting benched. So, I still think legitimate QB1 in fantasy. Then, what we do? Running backs is the next thing on the, that we go in order. I got LaShawn McCoy and Jordan Howard. Love that. And then, my two wide receivers would be Julio and Dez. And then, for my flex, you can throw in Allen Robinson and, I guess, Crowder. Would be like what I would be throwing out there week to week, with the black unicorn Martellus Bennett as my tight end, and I'm not against everything else, but just a notable bench player I have is Peterson, so that pretty much rounds up my team. I had Demarco Murray and Golden Tate at the end of last year, who you know Demarco Murray had a fantastic top five bounce back year. Um, I think I ended up with like three top 10 running backs last year, but it was my wide receivers who on paper are studs that let me down. So I flipped those two guys in three different trades for essentially pick nine, pick 12, and pick 19. 
so I'm very happy with that. You know, they were getting old, and I think I got three pretty good picks out of those guys and was able to keep some young running backs as well. So I love my team going in this year. I think a lot of it, if I'm going to win it all, is going to be dependent on if Peterson has a relevant role or if one of my picks happens to hit, but they, they don't. But if Peterson is is going, then I, I think I have a real good shot to win this year. I agree. That's why you're in this episode of the... The Power Rankings. The Power Rankings. Yeah. yeah. You got a real shot to win. No, your team's good. Your team's been good since uh, since the start, honestly. I think you've been in the playoffs every year since inception. I have. And you won. And I've won you, you, you have a championship title. I you're do. one of three in it's an illustrious, illustrious company. Yeah, I mean, you hit on Jordan Howard in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my only um, quarrel would be that your running backs are kind of old. But even yeah. still, I like... like I think McCoy has another two years left at least. Mm-hmm. Peterson's a big question mark, obviously. But, you know, you also have picks. You maybe get a good one in the draft. and Hoping to hit on a... I held on to Smallwood and Keith Marshall. Those both could be complete busts too. But hoping, you know, one of them can emerge. Because I agree. I, I'm worrisome of my running back youth. That's why I was happy to get two first out of DeMarco and try to address running back need. But... Yeah, I mean, if one of those were to go down, I'd be in a tough spot. But that's for a lot of teams, too, if you lose a key part. Well, yeah. I do think Smallwood has a role next year. I don't know if it's a, it's a premier back. I don't, I don't think it's a premier back, but I think he'll catch passes. I think he'll he'll put up points for you. I don't think he'll be a f- consistent flex starter. No, no. I think he's going to be on on a bye week or on oh, I mean, uh, something yeah, like fine. that. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll he'll produce. I was saying, like, if points. one of my guys were to get hurt, if McCoy went down, uh, I, yeah, I have no one. Yep. My running back, too, would be pretty you know, pretty bad. Akeem Hunt is on yeah. the waiver, dude. You should pick him up. No, I have enough early first where, <laughs> or enough first and an early second where I can address my running Take back. Take Akeem Hunt with one of those. And tight end, tight end might be a question mark too with, with Martellus Bennett being in New England. I mean, he was a great, he was great last year, but with Dwayne Allen there and all the mouths to feed. Well, no, now he's in Green Bay. Martellus Bennett? Yeah. Oh, he, he sorry, was, you're right. Yeah, yeah he was right. on the Patriots no. and he, yeah, he moved to right. Green Bay. Sorry, what am Which I, I mean, there's still of Lance Kendricks. He's with yeah, Lance yes. Kendricks and Greenback. Yeah, still a lot of mouths to feed. I agree. I mean, he is old. I mean, that's my biggest. I mean, I have two late firsts. My two main targets will be running back and tight end. That's not a secret to anybody. I think unless some you know wide receiver just happens to fall because everyone else is taking whatever, that will be addressed. You know, whether I hit, I've historically yeah. not hit on my picks. Just I got lucky with Jordan Howard, really. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I traded Ertz too. I, I just. I liked what I got because I got Crowder for Earth, so I, I liked that trade for me. So I'm basically just you know relying on my wide receivers to bounce back. Yeah, no, you're good, and you've been you've been gypped out of the playoffs a, a couple times, like not gypped, but Muller had a great a great win last year over you. Yeah, these defenses went ballistic on me. I think the Falcons scored like 32 points. Sean Lee had like 22 tackles, and I think I would have beat Rodgers in the next game. Just looking at my total points, and there's just yeah, that's fantasy though. Yeah, and you won the year before, and yeah, the, Sh- the Sean Lee twenty-two tackle game was, was that's ridiculous. ridiculous. That was ridiculous because I had like a, not, a I didn't have a chance, but then like that happened. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like seriously? To add insult to injury, it was a cowboy. I know, I know. I was watching that game. I'm like Sean Lee, like this is the game you're gonna be all over the <laughs> screen for me. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, so let's move on to our second team, and that's going to be Team Triforce. Also a team that I, I'm a little higher on than the rest of you. Um, but let's let's take a look. Let's review a squad. Uh, quarterback is, is a question mark for me. It's Colin Kaepernick. I I think he has to address quarterback. I think it's more than a question mark, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a red flag. We'll, sure. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, but the rest of his team is young and, and up and coming. A, a lot of upside. I, wide receivers, we have listed Tyler Lockett. Stefan Diggs, uh, running backs, he's got quite a few with Rob Kelly, um, who seems to have secured a role in Washington. Mm-hmm. Amir Abdullah, who was hurt for most of last year, but should come back with vengeance, at least to catch passes. Uh, Derek Henry, who hopefully will start to get uh, a couple more touches, especially goal line touches with his, his size there. And he made a, a couple of nice moves at our trade deadline, picking up for almost nothing Michael Floyd and Tyra Williams. Who could who could produce next year for what he gave up? Completely worth two fi- a fifth round pick for each. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, well, does Michael Floyd have a team? 
Yeah, Michael, didn't he go to the Patriots, or they yeah, released I don't him? Know if, I don't know if yeah. he's still on there. I think they released him. All right. So, I mean, he's available. Some Someone will take a shot on him. Yeah. Someone will take a shot at him. And I, th- I think Derek Henry ends up being, you know, a consistent starter for him. I yeah. think he gets a much bigger role this year, so that was a good pick by him. A good, like, you know, just just wait. Just wait till DeMarco eventually gets old enough where you know, they already worked. I thought Henry had, he wasn't consistent, but he had games where he was fantasy relevant if oh, you yeah. happened to start him. He picked the right week. But as a rookie, I mean, he showed flashes of, you knew, you know, eventually he's going to be the dude yeah. and perform well, so... It's weird. All those running backs are like high ceiling guys. So like we really haven't seen what they're capable of. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like with Rob Kelly, Abir Abdullah, which we saw in 2015 a little bit, and Derrick Henry. They're like I feel like their floors are very high. Yeah, and uh, not to mention I forgot to bring up Devonte Adams and Philip Dorsett. Yeah. I mean Devonte Adams. I love Devonte Adams. I, I I love it. He had a breakout year he last did. year. I think he he's did. gonna have a great year next year too. Little inconsistent hands. Definitely more drops than you want, but. Huge, huge upside. Philip Dorsett with Kamar Aiken going there, like we just spoke about, that kind of hurts his value. But, but I mean, it's a, he's a still almost that. Yeah. He's a different type of player. He's more of a T.Y. Hilton player than he is yeah. a Kamar Aiken player. But that's right. That's in his flex right now. And if if you assume Henry will be in that spot, then and he, you he know, also he also Dorsett's the, not coming in for. He also has the three firsts. And he has three firsts. Yeah. So you assume one of those will assume a starting role. No, his team's on the up and up. For sure. I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his other pick situation. He's not going to take a quarterback in the first round, but he's got to pick one. Do we agree that quarterback probably his weakest need? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who's his tight end? Uh, Ladarius, ooh, Ladarius Green is ooh, his tight mm-hmm. end. That's, That's also a question probably mark, address that you, too. you assume he will address that in the first Yeah, round. he probably will. Oh, he, has two oh, he also has 15 and 17. Yeah, he's two seconds, a fourth, and a fifth. So, I mean, he can get a good tight end. In the second round, and then just fourth or fifth round, just take a bet. Yeah. Yeah, like a Joe Flacco who's going to put yeah. up points. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm on board. He's set up very nicely. I'm on Team Triforce. We had him at 11th. It seemed, now looking at it... I told kinda, you. Kinda I kinda told you guys. <laughs> With his pick situation. I, I had, I had uh, faith in Team Triforce. You did. Um, but yeah, I agree with all your points. Uh, so that's going to do it for our team profile portion. Oh, what's next? Now the moment. We've all been drum roll. Uh, do we do triple bass? Maybe quadruple bass? Like Dragon Force bass. Oh, I was already going. The first round mock draft, everyone. Wish it was three. <laughs> <laughs> wish it was three rounds. I'm just gonna keep going on from that one. Uh, wish it was three rounds, but one round will suffice. Um, so we were gonna do rapid fire three. We'll now do rapid fire two people. Um, list off. List off who you would want to take. I'm gonna take first pick. Chad Patterson will be taking second pick. You give a, a brief synopsis of why you took the guy there, maybe why you like him, and and we'll go on from there. You ready? So one quick correction: this is a this is a consensus between the three of us. Yes, yes. And it was somewhat mixed between: are we picking for the player? Are we not? So take this as like a a, a rough first mock because we kind of were because mainly the reason was because we tried to we wanted to collaborate, but also Eric knows too much. And he, he could pretty much lay out, and he knows what everyone wants. So we kind of, we started going with team needs, or what we think the team would take, but then it just got too complicated because Eric is all-knowing and would spoil everyone's wants and needs. I mean, so. if you list commissioner-client privilege in the text, I will not release the information. It's as simple as <laughs> so that. So he, he wouldn't tell us anything. So this is kind of just, you know, just winning it based, I think, what yeah. we've seen on other rankings, what we saw the combine and just other things like that. I think that. it's just a mixture of like a bunch of things. Like it's also who we think that the person will take and I think it's just yeah. a collection of of things. So would you like to do the honors, take first pick? I was hoping for I don't know, maybe like the NFL do 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 no? Okay. Right, you uh, <laughs> pick one. Leonard Fournette. I mean Ridge has pick one. I th- I think it's blatantly obvious, especially with Dalvin Cook's Poor combine that Fournette should should be taking one overall. I mean, what's the one knock that you could say on him? He didn't jump high enough. I mean, not he, a pass catching back, but it won't he's matter. He still he still his hands are enormous. He can still be a serviceable pass catching back if you need. And not to say you're going to lean on him for pass catching, but I mean he's a downhill running back. If he gets ahead of steam, he's going to run you over. He's he's going to run you over. That's what it comes down to. Just watch tape on him, and and then you're you're good. You'll see why he's number one. He's he's too he's too talented running back not to take here. Um, 
please give me your pick at number two. You need me the tone. I I think we're we're only gonna use it once. Yeah. Just oh, once. Okay. Uh, with the second pick, uh, Elite Dynasty takes Delvin Cook out of Florida State University. Um, some off-field issues, as we know about, didn't perform well in the combine, but solely based on his tape, you know, this guy's a freak, and this guy can do a little bit of everything. He can catch passes, he can, he has bursts of speed, he can get to top speed real quick, he's a great vision, I think he's kind of the total package for the NFL. That's what the NFL likes in a running back these days. He's just a lot of fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. I think this was a, the first two picks. Whether or not we, you know, draft can impact a lot of it. Whether we think Cook should be the one hundred two, but I think we just know, we, you know, Ridge is going to go running back, running back. So this, I think this was, you know, a consensus where we just we just knew what the team wants. Yeah, especially especially with his running back situation. I think his RB one is Rashad Jennings. Who, yeah, he's going to go running yeah, back, yeah, running yeah, back. Something has to back. just massively happen in the draft, which it could. I mean, he could see. You know, McCaffrey or mixing sneaking up in the first round. If he falls to the second, maybe it changes him. But I think I agree with these the first two picks. Pick three. Um, I don't think it's any surprise here. I mean, you could go one of two people in my opinion, but I'm I'm going to take Corey Davis. You get your top wide receiver in the class in my opinion. Knock. He's a small school guy, but even when he played bigger competition, he still managed to have solid numbers. Love Corey Davis. I think he profiles as, as an NFL wide receiver one. I think he contributes year one, regardless of where he gets drafted. Very high on Corey Davis. I think he should go pick three. It sucks he didn't perform at the Combine because of an ankle injury. Yep. But, I mean, this guy's an all-time leader in college reception yards. And, yeah, I think he's a clear, maybe not clear, but in my eyes, I think he would be the clear wide receiver one. I 100% agree. Do, 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 do. Sorry. Uh, at four, Joe Mixon, which is interesting because he also didn't have a combine. His tape is obviously great. We've all seen it. A lot of off-field issues, um, but you can't deny his talent. And I think, I think four, maybe five is a good landing spot for him. Um, but yeah, I think four would be a good pick for him. I mean, he missed... What four games and split a backfield with P Ryan? Yeah, he was still a P-Ryan. top five rusher in the country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a hot name in the no, his <laughs> talent alone is is incredible. Absolutely, I, I agree. I agree with that pick there. That's honestly, I, I debated taking. We debated taking him at three. Four is a perfect spot, I think. Uh, pick five, Mike Williams. Um, for whatever reason. He's been dropping on a couple of people's boards. I feel like there was rumor earlier in the year that he might go three. He could even make a push for two. Will he go surpass Cook? I mean, he's a, he's a great, talented receiver. He's a big body. He's exactly what you want in an NFL receiver. Yeah. Um, not to mention, Deshaun Watson's not the most accurate quarterback. I think Mike Williams bailed him out quite a few times, but had a very productive year at Clemson, and he seems to be the next wide receiver line in, in that Clemson factory where they just keep turning out top talent. They really do. At wide receiver. Uh, and, and Mike Williams is just the next one in the bunch. Uh, at six, Christian McCaffrey out of Stanford. 5'11", 200 pounds. Uh, I remember watching his combine. He is such a natural pass catcher. No body catches at all in the combine. He catches everything with his hands. His hip rotation is a wonder to watch um and he does a little bit of everything you know I, I i want him to be in the slot i don't even want to be a running back maybe like a third down back but he would thrive in a slot anywhere he goes obviously the best fits for him were talked about were the broncos and the patriots but i think we all know christian mccaffrey and we all know how good he's gonna be he's been shooting up the mock drafts lately i mean yeah, he, he was i think he was first like not on the mock drafts and he was always with the patriots last pick and now he's you know, in the mid-first of these these mock drafts. So I think his, his combine really helped his stock for sure. Absolutely. You could, ske- you could scheme a lot around him as an offensive coordinator. You can have a lot of fun as an offensive coordinator yeah. with McCaffrey, and I think. And for our PPR back, just, you know, that's what you want. Yeah. You want a guy that's going to get more points than just his rushes, so take him high. Absolutely. With pick seven, we selected John Ross. I normally stray away <laughs> from these type of players. Um, the Deshaun Jackson, Mike Wallace type of model. But at this point, 
at pick seven, the upside is is oozing. Four two two forty. He's just so fast and so explosive. You can't not take a shot on him. You can't not. That's yeah. that's going to be my whole argument there. Yeah, I don't think this will be a Will Fuller situation of last year where yeah. he's got better hands than Fuller. Yeah, that's Fuller's what, hands that's what, are putrid. Yeah, they're so, not good. Yeah, I I agree with the pick at seven. Yeah, love love John Ross there. At eight, uh, my boy, I love this guy, Samaj P. Ryan. I love Samaj P. Ryan. Just a, a strong, low center of gravity back, not afraid of contact, bowls people over, and he's shifty too. Like all his tape, all all these long runs, he's making moves in the hole. He's just such an explosive running back. And uh, congrats, Josh, because I wish that I could have him. I if you even do take him at eight. I absolutely agree. He falls there. And, and funny enough, I couldn't remember the exact number of, of bench press reps that he got. So I, I did a simple Google search or a simple Bing search in this situation. And the first search that came up was Samaj P. Ryan, 100 bench presses. 100? At 225. He didn't do 100. I, clearly he did. It was like 30-something. <laughs> it was 35. I avoided it. <laughs> but that was the first one that came up. So that was pretty funny. Last week she used Google. Yes. <laughs> That's the last I trust in school. Yeah. The, the only downfall of him is his combine wasn't that great besides the, all the strength training. That's it. I mean, he's going to profile as that power back. So, I yeah. mean, I, he'll, he'll find a home, and I think he'll do well. I agree. Uh, next pick, pick nine overall, is going to be Alvin Kamara, running back from Tennessee. I like Kamara a lot. Watching his tape, very explosive. Kind of similar to Jamal Charles in a way where he, he can catch the ball, but he also has good vision and he can he can dash, he can cut, he can he can make moves cutting through holes. He really can. Not to mention he was a very high recruit, as I know I've mentioned a bunch of times. I love recruiting pedigree. I love coming out of high school. He was recruited by Alabama, almost went to Alabama or transferred out of Alabama, went to Tennessee, ended up beating out Jalen Hurd for the spot. Jalen Hurd was was a, a highly ranked running back. Power back, who still actually might enter the supplemental draft and could possibly be a, uh, a member of this draft. But Alvin Kamara, I love it. He didn't do as well as I wanted in the combine. I yeah. wanted him to run a little bit faster. I think he ran a 4-6. But I, I think his game, will, regardless, will translate on a team. I, I like him a lot. I think it's worth mentioning, too. He had some injury concerns mm-hmm. and some off-the-field kind of character concerns, yes. yeah. which is interesting to me. But, yeah, I think it's a good spot for him at 9. Yeah. At this point, who doesn't have character? Concerns? Yeah, I feel like a lot of them. Like, do honestly, know. it's a recurring theme in this. Yeah. It really is. Like Cook, Mixon, and these Mara. are these are only the ones we know about. Yeah, seriously. What else is going on behind the scenes? We don't know. At ten, uh, a guy I think doesn't have character concerns. I hope he doesn't anyway. Donta Foreman out of Texas. Um, great back, a three down back, um, and I think ten's a good home for him. He. He didn't run. He didn't do anything in the combine. I forget there's a reason why he set it out, but yeah, I think ten's a fair pick for a foreman. Absolutely. Pick eleven. Pretty excited to take the first tight end off the board. Um, this one we agreed on. I know there's you could argue any any of the big three tight ends, yeah. but here here we're gonna take Jordan uh, OJ Howard. Jordan Howard. <laughs> we're gonna take OJ Howard. I, I mean, I think he's a complete tight end. He's he's strong. He's fast. You can put him in. He can block. Alabama's not usually known for using their tight end very heavily, but he still produced at Alabama. I think he'll he'll go in and the the re, he blocks so well that he'll be able to start from day one. So I I think with you know we said any of the big three, I think you can put him in any order now you want to pre-draft. I think the draft will completely change. Oh, absolutely, and make clear the order of the three on landing spot and pre-draft you can or you know it's whatever argument you want to make, but. For, it, it seems like the consensus is having him as the first tight end drafted. 100%. So at 12, I love this guy, Zay Jones, out of East Carolina. 6'2", 200 pounds, big receiver. Set the record for most receptions in a season with 399 last year. Um, he's he catches with his hands, not afraid of contact, ran a 4'4", 40. Um, people are sleeping on this guy for some reason. I don't know. A lot of mocks have him out of the first round, but I think he should absolutely be a late first rounder. I mean, the the I think the most surprising thing for everyone, even the analysts, everyone we spoke about when we had Greg Muller on on the podcast as well, 
was his speed. I didn't think he had that next gear. He has average speed. He, he does. He blew it out of the water with the four four. Yeah. I don't think anyone. But saw he didn't that really coming. show it in his tape as a thing. No, he didn't. He didn't. That's why I thought he was just going to be another Justin Hardy, just a an okay receiver in the NFL, an okay fantasy receiver. He could be great. I'm I'm on the Zay Jones train as well. I think in the last mock that just released today, he was mocked like late first of the Chiefs, right? So he's starting to sneak up there. Getting a little a little talk. Well, that's where sneak, he belongs, honestly. He could uh, sneak up on our in the mock too. Yeah, on the real draft. Absolutely. Another tight end off the board. We're going to go with Evan Ingram. Um, Evan Ingram from Ole Miss, great pass-catching tight end. He's a little bit undersized compared to uh, Nyoku, compared to an O.J. Howard, but he's just a a mismatch nightmare. You don't even need to line him up in line. You can line him up in the slot. What nickel corner is going to be able to stop him from a jump ball? No linebacker is going to be able to stay with him. He's he's a mismatched nightmare, and I love everything about him. I think he's going to do great. Yeah, his combine was off the charts this year. He dominated. He dominated the combine. And at number 14, um, Juju Smith-Schuster out of USC. Um, I think I only need really two words to describe this man. Please say them. <laughs> do I say one, you say the other? We could do that, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. All okay. right, you get three, two, one. Anquan? Bolden. All right, there you go. There's your mock. <laughs> Woo! So there we have it. Pick one, Leonard Fournette. Two, Delvin Cook. Three, Corey Davis. Four, Joe Mixon. Five, Mike Williams. Six, Christian McCaffrey. Seven, John Ross. Eight, Samaj P. Ryan. Nine, Elvin Kamara. Ten, Donta Foreman. Eleven, O.J. Howard. Twelve, Zay Jones. Thirteen, Evan Ingram. And fourteen, Juju, Anquan Bolden, Smith Schuster. There Good you time, guys. Well done. Well done. That was quick. The first of the first of probably many as well maybe not many. I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tease one every week. If it gets me <laughs> one out of four episodes, I'll take it. Well I'm really interested to see how it changes after the draft too. I think we'll probably do a pre draft and then obviously an after draft. Of course, of course. But yeah. Works for me. Uh up next, let's talk about power rankings. Six some, through one. Some will laugh, some will cry, <laughs> some may come to our apartment. We don't know. <laughs> Let's find out what's about to happen. All right. With, with number six overall, a late a late riser shot up shot up our boards. Yeah. And that's Team Xenophobia with Rob Seckler. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing but win now moves this offseason. And it, it's been awesome to watch. It has been fantastic to watch. Yeah, you guys had him ranked. You guys kind of saw this before, I guess I did. I don't know, Chad, if you had originally had him ranked at six, but yeah, I did. I you got you had him at six. Eric was at seven. I had him in like the double digits. I think mainly because I had his pick, and I just didn't want to believe he was as good as he was. <laughs> I think it was just like secret hate. I just didn't want him to be good. But then we talked about you know some of the players of his situation getting through better teams, and yeah, he's just making all these win now moves. It seems like every day, or when we profiled his team. You know, so I moved him up to six. I moved him up pretty much three to four spots, and I put him in the playoff spot. Um, I think I said last episode, I don't think anyone that we would have put at six, I think, has a legit chance to win. No offense to, like, Rob or Wire. I just, I think there's a tier for the five, and I I think there's a little slight drop-off after that. But if Rob makes the playoffs, that's that's great for him. He's kind of been in, like, in the not bad enough to be a good pick, and he seems like he never has his pick. And then he's always kind of flowing into mediocrity. He is. The, he does have yeah. the zero pick philosophy. Yeah. It's like Mueller. I can't yeah. remember the last time he's picked in the first round, but now he has a, a pretty good squad. I 100% agree. Number five, Michael Balducci. Mm-hmm. Team stacks don't lie. I mean, dude, just he, he's there every year. He he knows how to win. He's a smart owner. This year, I think he definitely has to make some moves. Um, just with Jamal Charles. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. His his top tier running backs are on their way out. AB is going to absolutely digress. I'm totally kidding. He's going to kill it again this year. Um, <laughs> but he has Blunt too. I don't think he's going to have the same season as last year. He does have a Jai. He got, he got rid yeah. of he got rid of Eifert. Now I mean he still has Jimmy Graham, but it's a nice having those two top tight ends. Yeah, I think by I mean depending on what you think, um, Murray's role is going to be that Montgomery is his running back two by default. 
as of now until we see Charles and Murray's actual role. He'll, and... I mean, he'll make moves in the draft, but pre draft, yeah, he. Um, I mean, he definitely digressed, but I, I trust him. He's a smart owner. He'll he'll do what he has to do, and he'll yeah. be a contender. I mean, I mean his had... receivers are arguably the best two in our league with AB and OBJ. The only one that would compare it would probably be next team with uh, Evans and AJ. But and you have the he's had the Roethlisberger to AB combination, which is just. Those guys get you almost 100, could get you 100 points combined, and that can get you a win. You know what I mean? Like, those two go off, it seems like, every other game, and then even though the games are not, they're still putting up really good fantasy points. So. I'm actually now curious to see, I don't, it would take a while to go back, how many times this season that A.B. and Roethlisberger beat my team? Maybe. It's probably three maybe times. Maybe Ben, Brown, and ODB, so three people beat your team. Probably pretty, I would say four. I would say four times, <laughs> yeah. That's not even, like, a stretch. I think, yeah, I think we need one more in there. Well, how many they beat mine? I was worse than you. That's true. Yeah, it's a great question. I don't know. Interested. We may have the answer for that next week. So let's move on to number four. He's probably still awake at this point, even though there's a seven-hour time difference. Greg Muller. Um, I mean, also, there every year, knows how to win, still has a strong team. Um, He's got good running backs with Ingram and Gurley. I mean, he's got the receivers with Cooper. Nelson. Nelson. Uh, my boy, Alshon. <laughs> now, we both had him at three. Chad had him at five. It was actually a late switch. So, you know, I guess, Chad, you can you could talk about this for a little bit, that why are you a little down on Greg this year compared to maybe me or Eric? Because he has zero picks in the draft. Okay. That was my rationale. But he finds a way to get them. That's it. But we're talking about right now. Yeah, he had zero picks in the draft, and look what we did for um, Ridge. Ridge. Right. Okay. His team we thought was the worst, but he has one and two, and we bumped him up to like ten. That's fair. So yeah, yeah, I think that I think once I made the trade for nine, it was kind of you teetered a little bit toward my team being ahead of his. And once you made the trade for nine, I bumped you up, mm-hmm. which leads us into our next team. Yeah. So I am at number three. Happy to be here. Congrats, man. Um, so, yeah, you both had me at four. I was cocky and had me at two. Mainly on the AP hype, the Crowder hype. I, I have a lot of hope for those two guys to be to emerge. And, um, you know, if Peterson really has no role at all, then it's going to hurt. But for now, I like... I, we went we dove into my squad, and I think... I can win, but I humbly put me at second, even though you guys have me at fourth, but average out to being third, which I'm fine with. Humble second place finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna put me one, but I, you know, I just couldn't, but I'm happy at two. I'm happy at three. And now the moment our our league listeners have been waiting for. Will they listen again after this episode? I don't know. It's a great, great question. <laughs> is the only thing drawing them in is the power yeah, we Maybe we hold off till next week. Um Num- so do we just release number one, or do we still stay in order for two? You can release one, but I have, we have talking points for two. Cause... Okay, Alright, so we'll go in order. Let's do two. Number two. Mike Rogers. The defending See, champ. The defending, defending champ. champ. So we, we differed a lot, not a lot on Rogers. You both had him at number two. I had him at number four. So I think he takes, with the recent trade, where he gave you know Landry and Edelman away to you... I know he has two early picks. I just think it was just so dependent. And I think you can still depend on him on those two running backs that we've talked about at nauseum. He still only has Jason Witten in his tight end one. I think he get, kind of gave up a lot. It, I mean, his, if his picks hit, obviously he's okay. But if he whiffs on just one of those picks, he'll be he'll make the playoffs and obviously he can still win. But I just think he takes a little bit of a step back behind. I had Greg ahead of him and I had me in front of him and whoever you know we, everyone knows number one is now. But I thought that our division had the three best teams with our pick situation, our roster situation. And, you know, if he comes in second, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, how'd he pull it off? But, you know, we look, you know, there's no championship curse. We're not like, they're not, we're not real players. But Greg won the league, missed the playoffs. I won the league, came in fifth. Rogers won the league. Maybe he has a little bit of Ooh, a little, little question mark. A little yeah. bit of champi- yeah, championship hangover. Could so we'll be. see. It's a very fair point. I mean, it, I think his team is still stacked. I think that's why I put him at two, and he has picks, two picks in the first round. So, I think two is where kind of where he belongs. 
I, I 100% agree. And that brings us to our projected league champion, Nick Famulari. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. It's his oh, birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Nick. Yeah, happy Here's birthday. a shout-out to Nick, Team Agent Lee. <laughs> Got it. Um, his team is, is, is ridiculous. Yeah, we dove into his team, I think, two episodes ago, but... It's just, it's stupid. It's so good. It's yeah. just so much better than everybody else. I think we said before that he just needs to solidify maybe a running back too, but if, you know, you look at this, I'm not taking in, like, health, because I know, like, Gronk yeah. could be like that, but if you just look at his team and what the roster he could put out every single week, he shouldn't lose. And the team is just stupid loaded. I mean, if anyone doesn't know it, Rodgers, Hopkins, Mike Evans... Freeman, Gronk, A.J. Green, C.J. Anderson, Terrell Pryor on the bench, Josh Gordon if he comes back, it's it's loaded. But we're in a tough division, but I just think if you take, and I know he doesn't have any picks, which we're heavy on, but... You I just, don't think he needs them, though. He doesn't need them. Yeah. You just can't ignore that. If that lineup's going to be out there every week with buys thrown in, but it's just, it's crazy good. Yes, so that'll, that'll do it. So All should right. we run down 14 through 1? Yeah, I mean we we can absolutely do that. I think that's a great <laughs> once I pull it up. Great idea. <laughs> We're just stalling. All right. <laughs> so from bottom to top, for all all listeners, tied for thirteenth, Jocelyn Itzler, twelve Eric, eleven trainer, ten Ridge, nine Chad, eight Kojak, seven Matt Wire, six is Rob, five Balducci, four Muller, three is me. Two Rogers and number one Nick Famulari. There you have it. There you have it. I think Nick's due. He is due. Yeah. He got hurt a lot with AJ Green in the playoffs last year after he made the trade. I mean, it's cool that we've had three different winners in three different years, and I think it's going to be four. Love that. Yeah. And then I'm all for back that. in the division. And then next year, five for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so we promised, we promised you all one hour, so we do have about three minutes left, and what we want to do in, in these last three minutes is, is kind of a new game, or ADP game, or would you rather? So in this case, what we did is we looked through, in this case we used Dynasty Nerds, and we just went through the ADP data that they have on their website, and found players that were either exactly the same, or within one point of each other, averaged out. And... We have two scenarios for you in this case. The first one being Michael Thomas versus T.Y. Hilton, both with an average draft position of 16.75. So they actually tied. It's like early second round picks. Early second round picks here. In startups. If you're in a startup, who do you take? T.Y. Hilton or Michael Thomas? Chad, I'll pose it to you first. And I just want to note that I came in cold, so I don't really have any stats or figures on this. I just have their ages. So you didn't prep for the podcast? No, I didn't want to prep for this. All because... Yeah, no, I agree. I think a would you rather is a good on the spot thing yeah. to think about. Okay. Because when you're drafting, you might not plan for those two guys to drop to you and you got to make a decision. This one's really tough. It's very close. That's why they have the exact same If you don't ADP. know, uh, just based on... I know not three years is a lot for Dynasty because you can't think like five years ahead because I, I mean, I don't do that. I think I'm still taking Thomas... I know Hilton produces every year, but I think the the Cooks departure could really open up the door for him to even have an even more explosive year than he had this year. And even as a rookie, I mean that's just pretty impressive to come in here and do what he did. Um, I mean you can make the argument, I guess, for a dynasty, Hilton's gonna have luck for longer than Thomas will have for Breeze. But if I'm drafting a dynasty right now, I'm thinking maybe like three years max down the road, maybe four. I think Breeze can still give you that two or three, whatever. So it's close. They they were tied, but I if they were both there for me at pick sixteen, I think I'm taking Thomas. I'm taking Ty. So am I. Um, mainly because we we have kind of a small sample size of Michael Thomas. Pretty I mean, small. granted, Cooks leaving definitely definitely boosts his value, but we said earlier in the show sophomore slump. Maybe, perhaps. Fair. And T.Y. Decline, Hilton. Declining Drew Brees. Declining Drew Brees. T.Y. Hilton has been consistent every year that he's healthy and on the field. 
There's only a three-year age difference. He's super underrated, Hillman. He was a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He is. He was an AFC Pro Bowl wide receiver. Look, he never gets talked about, and he's just always a wide receiver. He wide. doesn't. There's ever everyone wants Moncrief to emerge. There's always there's always yeah. other targets in Indianapolis, and Ty always like, dominates. Maybe the price is too high for him, but like Moncrief gets traded so much, and I've never even took it a stab at Hilton. I don't like not on purpose. I just kind of no. He just gets lost in the Moncrief talk and not. You know, maybe it's just Indy's a boring... They have and, luck, too. I don't know why he doesn't get talked about. And the Saints' offense, like, slings it to any given receiver on any given day. Like, they're similar to the Pats' offense where any receiver could have the best game. And it, it couldn't be Michael Thomas. It could be Snead or it could be Ginn or it could be whoever. Yeah. So, I just don't I just don't trust him in that offense. I, I don't know. I'm just... I, I'm taking T.Y. here. Yeah. I'm taking consistency. I, I 100% agree. I'm all, all about T.Y. Hilton. All right. Now for our last one, where we will uh, we'll end the show, is a nice three-way running back battle. So not the exact same ADP, but very, very close. Kenny Dixon at 75 average. C.J. Proceis at 76.25. And Spencer Ware at 76.5. Super, super close. I, I did have some trouble with this one, but I, I do have my guy. And in this case, I'll start it off. Please. I'm going to choose Spencer Ware. I, I love Spencer Ware. I sneaky love him. He was one of one of the bigger waiver wire pickups last year after Jamal Charles went down. Charkandrick West really didn't show, him as, show himself as a number one back. Spencer Ware showed he can carry the load. I mean, he's got the size, 5'10", 229. He put up solid fantasy numbers. He scored touchdowns, especially in that Kansas City offense that doesn't throw the ball to to wide receivers that often. I mean, they have Travis Kelsey, but I, Travis Kelsey doesn't even get that many touchdowns. He's they just use he just gets a lot of targets. He gets a lot of targets. So mm-hmm. I think Spencer Ware is is a perfect spot there. I would take Spencer Ware over both of those other running backs. Yeah, this one's super close as well. I think you all know who I'm taking. It's it's Kenny Dixon. Um, he's on my team. I drafted him last year, and um, I watch him a lot. Um, it's <laughs> because I just love the way he runs. He's like such a downhill runner, and he just carries piles of defenders on his back. I think that um, he's clearly a three down back over. Terrence West over Danny Woodhead in the offense. The four-game suspension sucks, obviously, but like from a dynasty's perspective, I think he's going to have a good career. He's only 23 still. I'm trying to think of who I would take second. I think it would be Spencer Ware because CJ Process has so much competition in Seattle. But Spencer Ware had a really bad like end of year last year too. Yeah. He did he did tell off. So, yeah, I think Kenny Dixon I'm taking. I think I'm going to agree with Eric. I really didn't know who I was going with. I just, now that I'm not a Kenneth Dixon believer, I'm just, the other two guys for me, I'd just be more confident in taking, where Dixon's kind of like a wait and see, will he emerge, where I, we've seen enough in the other two for me, you know, they're similar enough in age where I feel more comfortable taking them. I just kind of get weirded out with pro size. Like, they brought in... Lacey, I feel like they were rumored for other running backs. They just don't seem satisfied with what they have. And you got to think, like, is that is that just for depth? Or do they not believe in ProSize to be a workload guy? Or just what? I mean, he did well when he played. I think he had, like, over five yards per carry. But just the constant, like, wanting another guy in there just seems, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I don't know. It just seems a little weird to me. And I agree. With Charles gone, I think Ware did enough. You know, he tailed off, yes, but if I'm starting a dynasty, I feel comfortable drafting him and him giving me another four years of decent production. Um, yeah, so I just I think with the uncertainty of Dixon and Pro Size's competition, I'm going to go with Ware as well. There you awesome. Have it. But all close. Both, all these were close, and, you know, if my, if my computer lagged out and it queued me to Dixon, I wouldn't be, like, furious and angry at my, my team, so... On the ADP scale, where is is third on this list? I mean, yeah. it's by a very, very small margin. Yeah, and Dixon is first. So you can't go wrong with any of the any of the players there. But great, would you rather session, guys? It was. Yeah, I think I hope we keep that up. 
Absolutely. Um, so that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do for next episode. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll some, figure it we out. We still got some teams to profile, and then you know, we'll get, we'll get mean, creative. I'm sure there's going to be some NFL news and notes. Just, just keep listening, and we'll keep providing you with the information you need to win your fantasy league. I can promise you that. That's it. If I can make one promise, that's going to be it. Yeah. That being said, Chad, what's our Twitter handle? Oh, it's funny you ask, because it's at EliteDynasty69. Go there, check out all the league trades, all the rumors, um, and check out the new logo. Another shout-out for the logo. Check it out. It's on the Twitter, too. I love the logo. If you haven't, subscribed, rate, share, post it. If you got any friends that like football, you know, send them the link. If you, if you have any friends that just commute, and maybe just <laughs> not even like football, but if they're commuting and they, they're bored, have them download the podcast. Why not? We're funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe next week we reveal that we're all just sitting around this mic naked. I thought that was going to be episode five. Okay. Oh, next it week is, is episode five. Okay, oh, yeah, we're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, stay well, tuned for that. Enjoy the rest of your commute, your evening, whatever you happen to be doing. I'm Eric Von Dunn at EFE40, signing off. Stop plugging your own Twitter. I'm the Mad Chatter. Uh, it's been real. Peace.